Are you the kind of person who wants to go to BravoCon or be on BravoCon? The new Roni cast has been revealed, and maybe that made you think, now, how can I become the next Bravo Lab superstar? Well, Jordan and I have tips, tricks, and backstage goss to keep the Bravo fever dream alive. There's also some former Housewives viral backlash and more famous men behaving badly. But before we pull back the hair extensions, go ahead and subscribe to the Pretty Corrupt podcast as well as rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts because we're not above begging for a glow up ourselves. I think we have a lot of new listeners this week. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to the Pretty Corrupt podcast. For those who have not been joining us on the weekly for a while, welcome. And to all our old listeners, thank you for being here always. Mm -hmm. We're always glad to have the new and the old. So, you know. It's like friendship. You know, one is silver and the other is gold. Yeah. <laughs> the camp song. <laughs> Make new listeners, but keep... The- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that was like a... I think that was like a, a Quaker hymn or something. I had to learn it in, in school. I just remember singing Bam. it at like summer camp, you know? So like, that's it. I don't know. There's all those like... Like you had like the very... The more like... Even though I didn't go to a religious summer camp, I mean, it was a little bit more Christian. I mean, it's in Texas, like kind of what isn't Christian in Texas, mm-hmm. but um, but at the same time, you had you had the more kind of like religious camp, you know, type of songs or whatever, and then you had some like dirty songs that were like from the like the 30s and 40s that were kind of like you know not that dirty for the for the 80s and 90s and aughts but dirty it was about like moonshine it was about like necking and stuff like that (laughs) like what's that one from greece i thought it was so racy they used to sing it in my summer camp summer loving i mean all of all of they used to show that at camp, and then it wasn't until later. I don't know why all of a sudden they got it. They they realized that it was a racy. It was actually kind of racy, but you just don't realize it when you're young. Yeah. you're like, Lord, they're talking about doing it. There's a teenage pregnancy scare. Like this is not for children. Honestly, Greece you've got was thirty euphoric. year olds playing high schoolers too. Like Greece was like euphoria before it's time. Exactly, except for like the teenagers were on the verge of menopause. And then. So there you go. Yeah, but I still love Greece. I can't, I, I loved it. It was like an experience. Rest yeah. in peace, Sandy. Oh, oh my God. Oh, now you brought it down. Oh, well, I had an experience last night. I went to the Hollywood Bowl and mm. I saw Florence and the Machine in concert. It was, it was excellent. Oh, it was amazing. Um, I've never seen her before. So that was a trip. Uh, she played Friday and then she played Saturday. And it, I don't know what's going on with climate change, but it's definitely changing the weather, October weather in LA, because it is, does not rain usually, at least not this time. And it was raining yesterday, and it's rain almost or shine, been seasonal. It's almost been seasonally appropriate, right? Yeah, or like it'll rain right at like Halloween, not like this early in the month or something. So anyway, it uh, it rained a little bit. the The show went on. But we had like, they had a power outage right at the beginning before Mm. she went on. And so it it started late. It almost didn't happen. And this was the last show of her U.S. tour. So it almost just didn't happen. Mm. But it it still happened and it was great. And it went on late. And uh, 
and we had a really good time. The girls behind us had a really good time. They were e? drunk. Oh. I don't know. Well, they had, Molly. they were popping so many bottles. And it, there was part of me that was like, am I an old fogey? Just like, we're all just like, shut up. But it wasn't like they were like singing along and like being loud. They were just chit-chatting the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally they'd be like, I love Florence. And I wanted to be like, do you really? Because you haven't been listening to a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did she play or they play? Uh, by the way, this whole time with all that, uh, What's that movie? It's all right, darling. Whatever the. Oh, Harry don't worry, stuff. darling. Don't worry, darling. Uh-huh. This whole time I thought Florence Pugh. I don't even know how to pronounce uh-huh. her name. Pugh. I thought she was Florence of the Machine. Oh. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then number two, did they play Seven Devils? That's like the mm. only song I know. No. And it was no. the end season one revenge, the finale, as. Victoria Grayson's boarding the jet mm-hmm. to go to the feds, which will eventually crash. But the point is the most intense, dramatic, wonderful scene of TV history. And that's how I know Florence and the Machine. There you go. One there song. you go. Yeah. No, that wasn't in her set last night, but it was a really good set. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was great. I loved it. And I and then I got up early in the morning and taught spin class. I was like, so when we get done recording, I'm washing my face and brushing my teeth and going to bed. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to smoke a cig, like five more, then weed, and then like write a description for this. I love it. Yeah, and and Nate unfortunately is not with us. He is under the weather. Uh, He has gonorrhea, so he's going to be taking his penicillin. Uh, this evening, so he doesn't really have gonorrhea. I'm, jo- I'm joking. Uh, or we think we can't we rule it that. out. We don't know. We don't pry. <laughs> we don't pry. We just know that he's under the weather. So send him thoughts and prayers, and he will be back with us next week. You know whose reputation is under the weather this week? Uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> was it ever a? But I guess there were times like Bethany Frankel. Mm-hmm. What a charmer she is. She's like, uh, I I just feel like she's burned her bridge with being like the underdog that like people used to root for her. Like I rooted for her on Roni. You know what I I mean? Like, you know. I I have a thing about that. And why? that's why I don't think her later return, what did she do? Return twice to Real Housewives of New York? Yeah. I think twice. Well, her later, basically her last seasons, she didn't play well because she's no longer the ingenue, the underdog. That's when you could accept her abrasive personality when you knew she was struggling to make it and had to hustle. But those later seasons when she had sold Skinny Girl was the mogul and shoving it down everyone's throat, um, you're not so sympathetic to it. No. And I find her intolerable. She finds me intolerable too, which is great. You guys, I mean, you know, the TikToker, Meredith Lynch, that's her name, Mm -hmm. um, who Bethany sent the cease and desist to. I mean, you you need to hook up with her. You need Dawn needs to teach her some of the things. (laughs) Well, you know, I was watching that play out. If you guys don't know, Bethany who does constant TikToks criticizing other brands. You know, she does these makeup, beauty, skincare reviews where she constantly puts other brands down. And, you know, 
And people for months, like friends of mine for months have been saying, I think she's going to start a skincare line or a makeup mm-hmm. line. Like it's, it's pretty obvious. She's not very subtle. If one thing, Bethany Frankel is not subtle. No, there's nothing sly about her. She's in your face, abrasive. Mm-hmm. Um, but so someone, what was it? Meredith Lynch looked into it because a lot of people have suspected she's leading up to a skincare line. And she started, Bethany had started trademarking things. And I think Meredith showed the paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you can find this stuff online um, that she had trademarked it already. Like, spe- like specifically saying, because she would go like, it's a scam. She kept saying, it's a scam. So that, yeah. that was one of the things that popped out to me. Like she trademarked saying, it's a scam. Yeah. And so this girl revealed it and Bethany sent her a cease and desist Um, because Bethany can critique and attack anyone in her world. But if you come for Bethany or even question her, you don't even have to attack her. Just questioning her, you get shut down. She can't handle it. Which delightfully, it happened to me last year with her. I, she had announced she was tweeting that she um, she was tweeting about this new wine that she was, and she made it sound like it was part of her skinny girl brand and that she had developed this wine. So I did the same thing Meredith Lynch did. Mm-hmm. And I Googled it and found the brand had been in existence since 2012 and put together, she's just a paid spokesperson, like, being paid to post like Kendall Mm -hmm. Kylie Jenner or any other influencer. Mm -hmm. And when I posted that, she freaked the fuck out on me. Mm -hmm. Um, This was under Don Gunvalson. It was beautiful. It was spectacular. It was was so beautiful because the beauty of it was that she thought you were Don Gunvalson. Mm -hmm. She (laughs) thought I was Don and it was 11 PM my time here in LA, which means it was 2 2 AM in New York. And she is tweeting up a storm at me. And I came alive. I'd been waiting for this moment. She's tweeting at Vicky, come get your guy. And, you know, threatening me, calling me a loser. And I was like, loser? I'm the winner of all this. You just blasted me across the media. Mm -hmm. And it worked. She went, she, when she finally found out it wasn't me, maybe sobered up. Allegedly. I don't know why else she'd be tweeting me at 2 a.m. Allegedly. I don't want to know. I don't want to deal with her lawyers. Yeah. But um, she took them down, but it's way too late. That's the beauty of Housewives social media. Screenshot, went mm-hmm. to blogs, websites, wrote articles. They did a little podcast to her about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wish I've actually... Meredith, I haven't reached out to her, but a friend of hers was tweeting and I offered, I was like, hey, I've been through what you've been through. I know, and I work in this field. I was like, I can give her some advice. So yeah, haven't spoken to her yet. She has my email if she needs a housewife social media slayer to come on. Her. <laughs> the social media, I love it. <laughs> well, I think it also really is true. It's like the power Power of the people, in a way, of like, look, like, you were the underdog, you had your comeuppance, like, you, you've made tons of money, now you're on the other side of power. 
mm-hmm. and and money. And so now you can't you can't push people around like that. You really do have to listen to your audience because those people that you were trying to push down, they're finding out the truth. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of roll with it because that is your consumer and they can tank your brand. And social media has changed the game. You, The gatekeepers are not the same anymore. Like as they're... In some ways, I would hate social media, but other ways, I love it. There are ways that it has democratized a lot of things and opened things up. I mean, look... You and I would have never met. We wouldn't have a friendship. You know, it's like, you know, we wouldn't be able to spill all of our opinions (laughs) out onto, you know. Mm. (laughs) You know, I mean, sometimes I go, who really cares what the fuck I think, (laughs) you know? But at the same time, I think it gives a voice to everybody, whether or not you're actually speaking or just hitting a like or sharing it with somebody and saying, I think this is wrong. You know, I think it's important. And to try to shut somebody up when they're showing stuff that is public information and just saying, look, we're watching her. Anything that, if you guys thought that she was trying to build a makeup brand beforehand, I've got the proof that it looks like she's doing this. Yeah. So let's get ready. And she's just mad that she's so transparent. You know, just be smarter then. Just you, act smarter about it. She the vibe I get from her, and I have to say, I trash her a lot. She does good charity work. She has stepped yeah. in. and So it's not like I, but I just think person, she's one of my nightmare housewives. There are a few people, I joke, her, Vicky, Ramona, never want to be trapped in an elevator with them. No. But Bethany is the type, it seems, what do they say about, especially I hear it with women in power, she closes the door behind her. This she, is true. She can be an up... When she was an up-and-coming brand, you saw the housewives pitching in to help promote and they mm-hmm. support... Jill Zarin was so proud of her in the beginning and then that mm-hmm. one south. Yeah. But um, now, if you're an up-and-comer, she wants to shut you down. Mm-hmm. She's threatened. But again, she's not the ingenue anymore. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this like 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 mother like daughter. Like she talked about it on the show on New York about like the that push and pull kind of that um jealousy that her mother had with mm-hmm. her. And that is that can be generational. And she may not recognize it consciously and she may not do it to her daughter but if she's doing it to the other women it's pretty much the same thing oh my god it's all coming together the famous ramona line when she's walking her dog in the puffer jacket on the street mm-hmm. bethany you don't support other women god, i mean she was I hate right. when ramona's right <laughs> do too <laughs> and also this is the thing like bethany does do great charity work and I don't want people to take this like the crazy way, but this is an analogy. So like, you know, and I don't want people to take it literally like a Teresa Judice situation. This is an analogy, but look, the Catholic church does really good things too, but they've also done really heinous things as well. Like covering up, you know, what priests have done to, you know, children for years. And let's not even talk about, you know, like the things that they've, they've done, you know, the, uh, Oh my God, why can't I even think about, you know, the Spanish Inquisition and the Reformation, like all that type of stuff. Like, so people, 
people were all multifaceted. Nothing's black or white. Nobody is all evil or or all, all good. So somebody can do really good work and then at the same time be only good to the people that they want to be good to. Yeah. And trash other people that they don't. And she, yeah, and we're speaking of her in the context of, of her business. branding, yeah. business, social media, housewives fame. Mm-hmm. And in that specific realm, she is not, she's difficult. And I, I mean, we don't know her personally, so we're not talking about that that character. No, no, I, I had to no. think about we're that. We're talking about that like, public character that Friends she puts of friends. Out there. Who are no longer that's something that's a red flag to me. A lot of people, she she's burned a lot of bridges. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot, and I'm not just talking about what you see on housewives, like people off camera. She's burned a lot of bridges, and the more successful she gets, the more people she leaves behind. She becomes mm-hmm. pe- either she gets competitive or she wants to think everyone's jealous of her, or I mean, I still feel what Sonia did with that cheater brand was shady. What was it? Tipsy girl. Tipsy girl. But the way she went in and demolished, she does that now to little influencers with a few thousand followers. It's not. Look, Bethany is just, she she has a serpent's tongue. She can mm-hmm. really cut people down to the quick. It's a It's a skill. It's a gift. And it's a curse at the same time. And it can really hurt people really, really badly. And I, I just think it's, it's now that she is in a position of power and influence, she has to be more careful with that. And the good news is her serpent's tongue met the wrong tweeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty much universally. It was like a, what is it? Like a boxing match. I yeah. pretty much, I, I, I won. I mean, that yeah. was the general. She, she came for the wrong one. <laughs> it was, it's almost like when, when Mike Tyson bit Evander Holyfield's ear mm-hmm. because he was losing, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're losing dude. And then mm. you try this desperate ploy to try to win. It's like, no. To quote the the great Kim Richards, when you, like, you know, I'm pretty chill-ish, but (laughs) when you come for me, you could picture my face going like this and saying, let's talk about the husband. (laughs) Let's talk about what you don't want out there. And I was just like, ready. It was 11 p.m. I was in bed, a little stone. She came for the wrong one. Have an iPhone. That's all I need. There we go. You're like, I don't need your billions. I got an <laughs> iPhone. I got an iPhone and some California grown. There we go. Yeah. Come at me. <laughs> oh, she's going to come at us now. Look at that. <laughs> that would be interesting. She didn't learn her lesson the first time. Or should I say I didn't? Oh, well, looking forward to it. What are we saying that isn't already out there on public? True. That hasn't been out there on Housewives or TikTok or like the sh- like that's that's just what I'm gonna say. So yeah. Well, speaking of Bravo, this weekend was BravoCon. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, my social media was pretty much chock a block mm. full of it. Yeah, it was intense. I mean, everyone was there. Everyone. The, Even I, Kathy, people were like, Kathy's not. I mean, just because Kathy was there, she just didn't sit in on the panel, on the Beverly Hills panel. Yeah, I mean, Kathy wasn't required to be. She left. What day is today? Sunday. I feel like she left yesterday. 
I mean, she she's a friend of who was only on half a season. I don't think she was required for all panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. She left, I would say, yesterday. But they were all... I, my favorite part, actually, was... Because you all knew they were going there. But seeing on social media who ran into each other on the flights. Because oh, they're yeah. all booked. The thing with it is... Um, I'm sorry, I just blinked. <laughs> the thing with with talent contracts for BravoCon, you get a, everyone gets a certain amount of money. Pretty sure it's it's eight thousand, eight thousand dollars. They get a first class ticket and a hotel room. They were staying. I can say it now because they're not there. I don't want to cause a security issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were staying at the Gansevoort in New York or Gansevoort, and they get so they get eight grand first class travel and hotel and then they get a batch of tickets uh vip there are two sets vip that's when you're just like a really cool guest Mm. or like a really cool attendant attending Uh and then you get the backstage ones which are really supposed to be for your entourage your manager your stylist whoever you just hairdresser whoever they decide to bring around publicist if you still have one yeah, social media manager, if any of them are listening. But yeah, so that's about it. They don't make a fortune, but then they get, and honestly, think about it, eight grand, you have to look your best for this yeah. trip. You spend that eight grand on Botox, clothes, mm-hmm. maybe a nip tuck. Mm-hmm. Hair extensions. Yeah, little cool sculpting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you don't really profit off of it, but it's it's so important to go because it keeps your profile up. They it's all an investment. Look, I mean, from everything I've seen, they all look really good. They did. Yeah. I like, didn't see any of them who were, I was like, oh, yeah. what happened to them? No. Um, no, they all look, they all look really good. So good for them. Definitely. Yeah. People spent their money well. Definitely. I mean, you have you have to like once you become a housewife or on any of those shows, you have to level up. You you just have to level up your game. Whatever you thought it was, you you have to invest in yourself before you even oh yeah get the, paid. Think about the second season glow up. Mm-hmm. First season, I love first seasons for housewives, a franchise, and for just new housewives because it's they're raw. You know that they, you know they try, but it's just set. Look at like Karen Huger, and this is not an insult at all. Her first season, the crooked wigs, the like Tory Burch toe, just very Mm kind of like upscale, basic suburbia. And now she's like a glamorous queen, a true grand. I mean, when you see yourself on camera after the first season, you're like, oh, I need to invest in a stylist. And oh, maybe a nip tuck. I mean, if anybody here is listening who does have aspirations of getting on a Bravo show, especially, but doing reality TV in general, like you need to start your glow up now. Mm. Like, do not wait until you are cast or trying to be cast. Like, you're trying, and 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 also, it's my biggest pet peeve. The past tense of cast is cast. It's not casted. It's just cast. Yeah. You were cast. I have been cast. You're cast. So, but that's besides the point. But that is the point. But you start now. Like, so if you want to be on any of these shows, you start your glow up now. You start, and if you can't 
get a makeup artist, you start learning how to do that makeup mm -hmm. yourself. You watch as many tutorials as you can. You buy all the freaking brushes off of Amazon. Like you do everything and you buy, you buy, you go on Poshmark, you buy, do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. do that stuff. If you don't like wearing heels, learn how to wear heels or buy stacked heels, like fine stuff, like, but buy, buy that, buy everything you can. Cause you need to go into those interviews. You need to already have pictures. You need to have tons of social media pictures of you already glowed up. Yeah. Already glowed up. So, That's and you need to have those pictures going back at least at least six months, to be honest with you. People will if not scroll. like a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. People are going to scroll and people are going to find. And also as you're being cast, because I work in casting, like we're going to go through, because you'll send pictures and you think they're great. And we're going to be like, no, those aren't great. And we're going to go through your social media and be like, yeah. they still don't have great pictures. We need great pictures. You Some, need great pictures. Something these people need. And I know if they haven't been on TV yet, they may not have access or know how to figure it out. What you need is someone on your side looking through the camera and telling yes. you, uh -huh. um, telling you like it's because how you look in the mirror or how you look on a cell phone camera doesn't always translate to TV cameras. And so sometimes you do look great. And if I've met housewives who look even better in person, like, mm -hmm. but then you're on camera. It's just you need someone on your side looking through the camera and saying, no, this doesn't work. And also what's popular regionally does not translate nationally. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about what is like, what is trendy and what is popular in New York and in LA, because that's what translates nationally, mm -hmm. at least in the sense of like, like we talk about Beverly Hills in New York are kind of like the two main housewives franchise that people like glow up to in that yeah. sense. And like, those are aspirational ones always. Um, and like Beverly Hills is the most expensive to keep up with. Is it, we're talking about one, a Chanel now is almost no, nothing. Now you need not, not even just one Birkin. You're expected no, exactly. to have a closet full. Yeah. I mean, some I'm sorry, screw a Louis Vuitton. No, you need to have a Birkin. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. You've got to have, you got to have everything. You, you could If rent, you don't have a closet full of Balenciaga and Fendi, like, shut up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the way it is now. So you can fake it in a certain amount, but you have to, like, have that and already come in with the glow already about you mm -hmm. like you make it's that whole thing of like dressing for the job that you want not the job that you have so if you if you want to be on one of these shows start now start mm -hmm. dressing now start you don't have to i'm not telling people to go broke though in that don't. sense yeah don't go broke but like we said like borrow you know borrow a bag for a week and take pictures with that bag you know um yeah Buy stuff off of Poshmark. Buy stuff off of, um, oh, what is that other one? That's the better one. Oh, shit. Real, shows you real. How much the real, real, real. Yeah. Yeah, the real, real. Things like that. Like, do that. Like, buy quality pieces. That's also another thing. Like, we're watching these shows, and there is a lot of excess with, like, people having tons of clothes. But in, in real life, if that's not what you can afford, but you could afford a bunch of, like, or you could forward fewer but better pieces, go for the fewer but better pieces. Wait, I don't know about that with housewives, though, because it's not like you can rewear them scene to scene. 
I, but I mean beforehand. Oh, okay. Before totally. you get there, so that you can have like plenty of pictures in that Fendi or in that yeah, Balenciaga like, like a, like a black Chanel. Like yeah, staples. exactly. And the cheaper stuff, buy that and then get it tailored. But like we were talking about off off screen, like you take you buy cheaper stuff and then you have that tailored to your body. And it looks more expensive. It, exactly. That's what you do. Because like some of them. I've always wondered about Dorit, and this isn't an attack, but others too, but particularly Dorit, because her wardrobe is mind-bogglingly expensive if she buys it. But, you know, you make a lot of money. There are housewives who pour everything into keeping up the image Mm -hmm. of being a housewife. They actually don't profit. They will take their... It depends on the range of how, let's say they take their $300,000 for their first or second season. They pour it all into clothes, glam, like, and it's not profitable. You have to be savvy, like things like borrowing. Lisa Rinna, she she said on the show, she rents items. Mm -hmm. Because if you really are buying like five Birkins a year, a complete Fendi Balenciaga wardrobe, plus you have hair, makeup, everything, you're you're putting your salary back into keeping up with your job and you're not going to profit. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons like people did like Rena. You know, like obviously the tide has turned on Rena mm-hmm. this season. Um, but people liked Rena because she was real about that stuff. Like she yeah. has money, she's she has nice things, but she'll also, she's not afraid to say, I'll freak, you know, I'll sell stuff on QVC, I'll rent bags, I'll rent a dress, I'll rent mm-hmm. that. Because that is the reality too. And also when you get to a certain level as well, especially in Hollywood, uh, you know, when stars go to premieres or a lot of things, they don't own those clothes. They're styled. They're they're lent those clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't. You know, they don't have to own them. A lot of times, they're given clothes, but that's not where housewives are necessarily. They can be gifted things, um, yeah. but they still have to pay for most they're, of their stuff. They've come a long way now, as far as the, the flagship franchises like Beverly Hills, maybe New York, you actually saw struggles with it. Bethany and Carol, not Bethany, Luann and Carol Radswell arguing over lending clothes. Mm -hmm. Because Carol was like, I think it was Naeem Khan. It was like, Luann, they've dressed Michelle Obama. They're not going to dress you. You're a housewife. But they did. But there's a stigma with major brands. Mm -hmm. Chanel, Valentino, Okay, Kathy can get dressed by Valentino, but yeah. she's in a she's in a league of her own. Yeah, they, they they make things for her at the houses, but in general, they're not going to lend. How uh, brands don't particular major brands like yeah. the runway brands don't really care if a housewife wears it or not. So you have to buy it, borrow it, mm-hmm. etc. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Fun fact, this, Uh I guess it's BravoCon related. This is, I guess, this might be breaking news. I know I seem to have one every week, Breaking Beverly Hills News. I was was speaking today to a cast member, a current cast member. I won't say who. Beverly Hills, you have a handful you can figure out. They said, I guess I could say she, because there's only one. They said, um... Rumor is... 
Luigi. You're just <laughs> you're like about to spill it, and then you stopped to read. I a got text. a text, <laughs> and I was making sure it wasn't telling me to be quiet. Anyways, <laughs> they're listening. Um, supposedly, and this is from a current cast member from this season. Denise Richards is coming back, <gasps> like signed. Supposedly. The past few weeks, you guys may have seen on social media, she's having lunch with Sutton, lunch Mm -hmm. with the cast. And that is part of Bravo's process of seeing what your chemistry is like and teasing your connections. Because if they throw her in, the only person she knows now is, or has a history with, Garcelle, which they're besties, Mm -hmm. and Rinna, who's an enemy... Don't know how she feels about Kyle. So what they said is that it's signed and sealed and Denise will be back in some capacity on Beverly Hills next season. Oh, I'm excited. And honestly, and, and in my opinion, then you know that Rena is not getting fired. Yeah, they would because... only... Br- my thinking is they'd only bring Denise back, obviously, to finally have that face-off with Rena. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love for her to have a face-off with Brandy. That's my dream. But (laughs) oh man, that like talk about wine throwing. That would be amazing. Especially if there was a face-off with Brandy, like in Napa or something like that, (laughs) or the Loire Valley, just like Mm. throwing wine, chucking wine glasses at each other. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the big thing. I mean. I assume this person's correct. Uh, the, it's a current how, who will. It's a current cast member who will be back next season as well. They're going to be start filming. They're going to start filming for next season very soon. They want to hit the ground running. So um, offers contracts. That's all done, and they're slated to start filming the new season very shortly in the coming yeah. weeks. Yeah. If Denise is back. That'll be interesting. I didn't think she was the best housewife. I think she could have been so much more. The former Mrs. Sheen. Well, I I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, well, and actually what we were just talking about, like kind of glowing up. I think she needs to glow up a little bit more. Like we do like that she's a little bit more casual at times, but I do think there are times when I was like, girl, you could wear something just a little bit. Yeah, she wore like old navy cutoffs and a graphic tee. Yeah, um, but and there was a there there was a marked difference between her her first season and her second season. And I think a lot of people it's like kind of wanted first season Denise back at least attitude wise. Um, yeah, because she was just a little bit more of a free spirit and willing to say like whatever. Well, she so has that weird happened. husband, not a fan. I wish yeah. they could swap out Aaron for Charlie. I'm a huge oh. Charlie Sheen fan. Oh, that yeah. would make the show. But the way I just I feel like she has so much she had so much promise and she mm-hmm. failed to deliver. Mm-hmm. She wasn't the biggest story she had was running away from the show when controversy yeah. started. Mm-hmm. So we need that villain Denise back. She was good in her confessionals. Remember that, that famous gif? Uh-huh. Oh, with you know, the eyebrow. She, yes, the that, sitting down in the... She needs to yeah. bring... If she comes back, she needs to bring that back in person, on face-to-face with these women. I'd yeah. be like, I am Denise fucking Richards mm-hmm. instead of saving it for the confessionals. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I really... 
I was she needs say, to like stand up for herself against them. Like yeah. really go for it. Cause because she is she is Denise fucking Richards. Like I wonder if this is setting us up for her to leave Aaron, her husband. She kind of went dark for a little while. That marriage has to be weird. I found him so off-putting. Yeah. His conspiracy theories. He was too intense about it. Like, you could tell the other housewives were uncomfortable. It's like, oh, he's hot. But what's going on in there? Yeah, as soon as he opened, it was weird. It was so, maybe, I don't know. She'll leave him. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on people's marriages in that sense. I do. <laughs> I'll let you, I'll leave that all to you, honey. You can, people can send those letters straight to Jordan Ross Myers. <laughs> His address is da 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 da, Northridge, California. <laughs> Come get me. I wonder if I'm responsible for any housewives' divorces. That would be. Funny. Oh, well, that I... would be the next like highlight of your life. Oh, God. Yeah. It would be, but honestly, if I'm sorry, I'm yelling. Honestly, if social media or a show can tear apart your marriage, then it wasn't meant to be. That's 100% true. Yeah. yeah. Like people are like, it ruined my life. Your life was already being ruined beforehand. Like, Adrian yeah. Maloof has been really um, forward about that. Like she was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't the show's fault. She was like, maybe we could have lasted a few more years, but the cracks were already there. The show just kind of sped it up because they could look back and be like, Jesus, we bicker 90% of the time. But she said, you know, maybe she gave it like another five or 10 years and the show sped it up to three or four. But yeah, the show doesn't cause the divorce. You do. But like like you said, it shows the cracks. It, it puts a it puts a magnifying glass on it. Yeah. And it just shows you everything that's happening. And then one of the partners now has independent income and their own platform and fame. So if you guys weren't close, it's easier for them to pull away from you. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Kramer. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the blueprint for setting your wife, setting up your wife for you to leave her mm-hmm. right there. Like, I mean, and Camille's better off without him. 100%. She's been a little monster on Twitter lately. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Camille come back for a few episodes. I like she's, her. She's always. She's way more fun. I think as a friend of, and just kind of like sprinkling her in as like a little spice every so often to like. She just likes to stir the pot. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, a friend of would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't need the money, which is great. That can make a great housewife, especially. I think it actually of. does make it better when they don't need it. Like, she, you know. she, she'll she say things. She was like, what was the last, her last appearance? Dorit, you owe my friend a million dollars. She didn't <laughs> sprinkle allegedly in there. When Denise, Dorit denied it, denied it, she was like, no, it is true. <laughs> Don't mess with Camille. Nope. I like her. She's vindictive. She's wealthy. <laughs> Petty. I mean, you're always using that gif with her in the plane putting up her sunglasses. <laughs> it's almost weekly you send me that gif. It's my favorite. It's one of my, yeah. <laughs> mm. Any more tea? I'm trying to see, like, Andy said that he was making a big re- announcement at 7 p.m. on what about Watch What Happens Live, and I keep refreshing my. Was uh, it the New York cast? Because he I announced. I think maybe it today. was that. 
some people were speculating that he was going to like quit uh, Watch What Happens Live. And I was like, I don't know. But I think they did announce the New York cast. And so, um, yeah. That's like another episode I think that's to it. dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, ha- we have to check them all out and see. I only know of one. No, two. I know of two. Jenna Lyons, the former J Crew CEO, and then Lizzie Sebesky, who's like a plastic surgeon's wife. But that's about it. We'll figure, we'll get to the bottom of it another episode. Absolutely. Start infiltrating their lives. (laughs) Start tweeting at them. (laughs) Do your work, Don. Actually, do your work, Lee. Yeah. They'll bow down to Lee Radswell. Everyone in New York has to. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. All right. What else do we have to talk about today, this week? I don't know. So much was, like, filled up with, like, Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, what's non-Bravo that's still toxic? And Oh, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray's toxic. I mean, look, I'm always willing to call out a man behaving badly, so. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It's like. Finally, Bill Murray, I think with like a lot of people, it's like there's always been like grumblings about somebody or like this undertone or, you know, for years. But then people are like, no, he's just grumpy or no, that's just who he is or da 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 da. And then finally, it's like, no, this person behaves poorly, treats people badly, is a nightmare to work with, is misogynistic, is yada, yada, yada. And I found what was really telling with a lot of it is I remember back in the early 2000s with the, you know, Charlie's Angels movie, the one with Cameron Diaz, Andrew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu, and Bill Murray. And Lucy Liu got a bad reputation from that movie that she was difficult to work with. And that is because of an incident that happened with Bill Murray. And, mm-hmm. but she got a reputation for a long time that she was difficult to work with. And it was not her. And it was for, because he went off on her and she was like, what are you talking about? She was actually willing to like speak back to him and just say, mm-hmm. yo, you're not allowed to treat me this way for something that is not my fault. And he spun it that way. And, and, um, you know, it's just. <laughs> I know, like, um, Rob Schneider came out against him this week. Mm-hmm. He said when uh, Bill Murray, when he was, when Rob Schneider, what was this, uh, late 80s, early 90s on SNL, and Bill Murray returned, because he had been a cast member years ago before, as a, as a celebrity guest host, he was horrible to the staff. Uh, not the staff, the cast. He hated Chris Farley. He hated Adam Sandler. He said he hated all of them, but he was nicest. He was the least awful to Rob Schneider. I mean, Rob Schneider doesn't have the most stellar reputation no. right now. So for him to come out against another yeah. guy and say this guy was abusive, I was like... Mm-hmm. And then Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Uh, another redhead, Seth Green. I mean, who was mm. considered one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Like As a child, apparently, he, Bill Murray held him by his ankles over a trash can and basically like, tortured him and said the trash gets taken out and then dropped him headfirst into a trash can. As a child, on set. Like not part of a movie? No. Just what? 
Yeah. You could call the police for that right? today. But that's the thing. And somebody said, like, that should have been taken care of. But at the same time, Seth was a child. And, and he was a child, so it definitely should have been, you know, taken care of. But he was a child actor. Child actors, as much as we want to think, they're not taken care of. Mm-hmm. And especially not back in the 80s. They weren't taken care of. Yeah. And... Seth may have never worked again in his career if that had ever happened because Bill Murray yeah. was that powerful. He, Bill Murray used to work out at the gym that I worked out at. So with, for people who don't know, um, back in my like mid to late 20s, I got fit. I used to be fluffier. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, I need to lose weight and I need to do it right. I need to do it the right way. So I hired a personal trainer and there are what they call like private training gyms all over the country, but especially in LA. And you can only work out there with a trainer. And usually, so these private training gyms, they're usually owned by another trainer and then they lease them out to other private trainers as well. So I worked out at this place with with a private trainer and other trainers. There's especially this one guy who, trained a lot of celebrities, Don Henley, Gerard Butler, um, Kelly Lynch, and he trained Bill Murray as well. So sometimes Bill Murray would come in there. I never Um, saw Bill Murray as like a fitness guy. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, it's not like, also these celebrities, because they're always working and sometimes living in different places. So it's not like you always see them continuously. Um, I would say compared to Jeff Goldblum, who worked at the, he would, Nobody was as creepy as Jeff Goldblum. Like, Jeff Goldblum was creepy. And, but Bill Murray was just, like, weird. He wasn't going to treat anybody poorly, though, I was, I'm going to say, like, at the gym. Because we're all paying money. And there's only maybe 10 people at the most ever inside the gym. Because mm-hmm. it's small and everybody's there just to work out. It's not a crunch. It's not an LA fitness, you know, it's not a planet fitness. It's not it's like huge. a studio space. It really is. It's very small and, and you know, for a reason. So, but he was always just very awkward and weird. And he's not a friendly man. He wasn't ever rude to me, but he was not a friendly man. Mm. I, I'm not going to say that. Like there, Don Henley was a quiet man, but I wouldn't say that he was unfriendly, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, Don Henley was shy. His energy was more positive. Bill's was off. Yes. Yes. And and like Gina Davis, I'm thinking now because she's a redheaded actress. So you reminded me. (laughs) Um, She said that he and, and this was what did he do? They were in a hotel room working on a movie and he insisted on using a this. I don't think it was she meant it sexually. He thought it was funny to try a back massager on her that he had. Mm. And this was in a group of men, like studio people. I don't know who they were on. They were on location. And he just kept, like, she kept being like, no, thank you. No, thank you. He wouldn't take the hint. Mm -hmm. And she said in that moment, she realized she didn't have the clout in Hollywood to walk away or make a scene. She just had to endure it, which is sad. And so... He, he, she said he used it for two seconds on her shoulder or something. I'm not saying he sexually assaulted her, but the mm-hmm. point is no boundaries. He was rude. Mm-hmm. It's not predatory. Well, it was creepy. Creepy. And there's a, there's a video of them in a late night interview, but I, I only saw a bit of it. And I'm, so I'm not sure for what show it was, but they're on the 
like on the couch and he, she's talking to the to the interviewer and he's kind of like behind her and he just keeps like stroking her arm and being like really sexual with her but it it's like it's like a moment of a bit and then it's gone too far cuz you can just see her she's trying she's kind of laughing but she's trying to be like let's just let's stop this now mm. and she's just like this is not I, I that feeling of just like help is anybody going to tell him to stop yeah please? is like kind of like that energy that you get from her. And he's just like, he, he's just eating it up. Like this, like he's allowed to, it's not even like, like, yeah, like he's getting off on it. It's just like, well, I'm allowed to do this. I think this is funny. So I'm allowed to do this. Everybody else is laughing. I'm allowed to keep on doing this. Yeah. It's okay. And I think, and that's the, that's the issue there, especially with a lot of these things that is like, well, Everybody was laughing. Everybody thought it was funny. It's okay. Like, it's a joke. But if the person who is the butt of the joke or the recipient of the joke or the tool in which you're using to make the joke, and a person should not be a tool for a joke, but in that in case it was, is uncomfortable, like, that's then, then it's not funny. Like, yeah. No. It's creepy. Or men behaving badly. Just more will come out, you know. And we'll see, like, only time will tell if anything happens to him. You know, I don't know. I mean, he's he's probably, he's fairly semi-retired. Yeah. Like, for me, the peak was, I loved, when I was a kid, Scrooged. Oh, yeah. That Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. That was fun. But other than that. Mm. Oh, Groundhog Day. He was Phil Connors, man. Shut the fuck up. He took my fucking name. God damn it. Oh, that's right. Stacy's just rambling. (laughs) And I can see that look in Jordan's eyes like, I need a cigarette. Yeah, I do. I think we... (laughs) I wish... I'm in my house, uh, so I I can't smoke indoors. I mean, that would be... Otherwise, I'd love to, like a Mad Men thing. Smoke. Maybe I could take it like in a garage or something, but that would be that would, that would we, be great for us to have an episode recorded in your garage, both of us there, just smoking cigarettes, old school. <laughs> like, yeah, we'd have one of the. I could get one of those dangling lights with like the chain that you see in like um, interrogation rooms and old timey movies. Yeah, really low, bro- like yeah. Super unflattering. Who cares? Yeah. And hear exactly. me lights. You could just keep hearing the flicker of my lighter. It'll really go along well with like, you know, your kidnapper vibe too. <laughs> It'd be great. It's exciting. Well, yeah, I think this is all up all for this week. Um, so yeah, everybody, make sure if you're not already following us on TikTok and Instagram, we're there at Pretty Corrupt Podcast. We're on Twitter at Pretty Corrupt Number One. You can follow Jordan at Jordan Ross Myers, at Don with two N's, Gunvalson, and also uh, Radiswell Lee on Twitter. And then you can follow me, Real Stacy Connor, on all, this, all the socials. I'm all of those. And Nate Safer on all the socials as well. But he'll be here next week. So send him some love. And why don't you send us out, Jordan? Like always. Um, adios. adios.